All right, and we're good to go. What's up, everyone? Hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Coach Damian Michael here, The Shift Method, and we're doing episode number 16. We're going to keep these ones rolling, and we have a great podcast for y'all today. We're actually talking with another one of my colleagues from Purdue University, young man who's got a lot of cool stuff going on. We're going to talk about fitness branding. We're going to talk about personal training. We're going to talk about some volunteer work that this guy is doing, and that is my man, Action Jackson. Action Jackson, go ahead, introduce yourself to the people, man. Thank you, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the, the podcast. Um, uh, my name is Jackson Adamowitz. Um, I'm going to be a junior at Purdue University, and I'm studying kinesiology with a concentration in clinical exercise physiology. And I'm also minoring in psychology and pursuing a certificate in entrepreneurship. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> Very cool, man. You're going. Did you ever get a chance to meet Katie Hoff, by the way, one of our trainers at FA, at uh, Purdue? I, I don't think I did. She took a very similar route. She she did a little bit of psychology work and a little bit of entrepreneurship. I think there's like a, is it, you said a certification program? Yeah, yeah. It's like a I think she did the same thing. Or, yeah. yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. I always tell trainers, man, like, you know, entrepreneurship is a phenomenal thing or like business. If you want to get like a minor in business, it's phenomenal because- Usually exercise science programs, if you're lucky, they have like a class or two. They don't teach you how to sell. They don't teach you how to market yourself. So getting that experience is really helpful, man. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like it's been really helpful. I've only taken a few classes in it, but I I mean, I've just, I feel like I've learned so much in terms of the business side of things. So it's been really beneficial for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of to kick things off, we'll start with the personal training route. You and I met through the ACE personal training prep course. Uh, it was a pleasure having you in that class. Very bright person. Learned a lot from you. And now you're still currently personal training at Purdue Rec Well, correct? That is correct. Yes, I'm doing that um, during the fall and spring semester as well. I'm on campus. And then when I come home from school, um, I kind of put that on hold for a little bit and kind of do my own virtual training. So. It's really fun, though. I love working there. It's a great environment. Yeah, Purdue Recwell is a great place, man. Uh, What kind of training are you doing for yourself right now? I see you always on on the gram, put up some cool stuff. So what's kind of like your program look like these days? (laughs) Always. I'm all over the place. (laughs) Right now, I'm I'm currently training for a half Ironman, um, which will be my first one. And uh, last year I did my first half marathon and first full marathon. So I'm just kind of <laughs> stacking up on the mileage in terms of endurance training. Um, when I hit the weights, um, that's where it gets a little messy. <laughs> um, I'm really all over the place. I don't like sticking with one sort of focus for a really long time. I'll program for myself and I'll do different training blocks of hypertrophy focus, strength focus, and endurance training, stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. um, in terms of what I'm doing right now, um, I'm kind of doing like a hypertrophy slash functional fitness type calisthenics type stuff. It's really, I'm telling you, it's all over the place. (laughs) Very cool, man. What um, of the Ironman, which part of the, are you like least looking forward to? What's like the man, like, which, which is it? Um, I love my morning swims when I'm okay. um, just because it wakes me up <laughs> the, the cold, <laughs> cool water. So I'm, I'm enjoying that part of it. Um, I really, I, I stink at endurance sports. <laughs> and athletics. 
So it's really all terrible to me. Um, but I, I really don't like running. Um, I think that's probably the biggest one. Says the guy who ran a marathon and a half. Man. Come on now, what you doing to yourself? <laughs> crazy. Do you find yourself gravitating more or just enjoying more so like the, I know you like basketball. It's like, do you find yourself like those power, more uh, interval-based sports? Do you prefer those? I do like those. I actually haven't really been involved in a lot of basketball recently. I was on the, the Purdue club team uh, okay. for the first two years of my undergraduate career. Freshman year, we played sophomore year. Um, with COVID and everything, we, we mm -hmm. can barely even practice. Um, so, um, I mean, ever since then, I really haven't even picked up a basketball in a while. Um, oh, man. But yeah, in, in high school, that was my big thing. That was my, my main sport. So, yeah, um, I love basketball, but I've gone away from it as I've gotten into Ironman training a little bit just because it's so time-consuming. and yeah. I'm doing different training styles too, man. They're on somewhat opposite ends of the spectrum in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and there I, is that endurance component, like a basketball game can get long, but there's a lot of power involved in it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I played pickup a few months back with some of my friends and <laughs> I was absolutely winded and they're like, did you just run a marathon or something? It's not I'm the like, same. It's yeah, not the I same. Did. It's, it's really not the same. I can't run sprints up and down this court. That's what I try to tell people like, and it's, it's tricky because you look at basketball athletes and some of them like the LeBron Jameses, the, you know, the Giannis's of the league, like they're pretty jacked, still lean guys, but they're pretty jacked. And you're like, oh, you just got to be, you know, you look at these other athletes and they're relatively lean and wiry and they're like, oh, it's an endurance based sport. It's like, yeah, there's a conditioning part to it. Like you have to be able to sustain effort, but it, I would put it more like a, almost like an endurance power. I know that sounds contradictory, but it's you have to you have to sustain intervals for a long period of time. Absolutely. And with personal training, I've actually trained a few high school basketball players personally. And that's what we really work on. We work on developing that power and developing some of that endurance, too. So I'll have them do, you know, sprints. I'll have them do cleans and other power type movements and lifts. Um, yeah. But then also, you know, I'll have them go run a mile or go run two miles because they need that training too. So yeah, you need a little bit of both, which makes it tough programming. But um, no, I love basketball too. For those who know me, I, I play, you know, once or twice a week, pick up, uh, embarrass Brendan when he came to visit, uh, shout out to Brendan Adams. I'm sure I'll be <laughs> sure to clip that and make sure you and tag you in that one, my guy. So everyone knows, sure. <laughs> uh, but no, all love for him. He came down to visit a, a couple months back. That was a great time. But yeah, man, thanks for outlining some of your training for us, always good to hear, you know, what people are, are doing for their own workouts. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but could you kind of just go over a little bit about kind of how you got into fitness in general? I know you mentioned basketball a little bit, but kind of about like how you grew up, how you kind of got into fitness, and then ultimately how you got towards a career path in fitness and personal training. Yeah. Um, well, I've always been involved in youth sports, you know, growing up. I mean, I played probably every sport known to man when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but then I, I started, you know, specializing in basketball in high school. Um, but then when I started lifting, um, I started lifting because of basketball, because my freshman year, I was five foot nine, 130 pounds soaking wet. Um, and Relatable. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to play up and play varsity. I had the skills, but the size definitely wasn't there and the athletic ability definitely wasn't there so I, I knew I had to bulk up a little bit so um, I started kind of dabbling in lifting 
um, my sophomore year of high school. But then after sophomore year, that's when I really started getting into the gym a little bit more, pumping that iron. Um, but I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of lifting. You know, I was just trying to lift as much weight as I could for as many reps as yeah, I could. And, we've all been there. <laughs> and I was hurting myself consistently, pulling muscles, you know, the typical, you know, non-experienced lifter injuries. So yeah. um, I, I really just didn't know what I was doing in the gym. And I didn't realize how big of a problem that was in terms of my health um, until I suffered a pretty serious injury. Um, at the end of my sophomore year, I dislocated my kneecap um, and then had some complications with that. Part of the kneecap cap chipped off and we didn't notice that at first because the swelling was so bad. Um, so that caused complications pretty much throughout my junior year. Um, there were some basketball games, even a full year later that I had to sit out just because the swelling was so bad or the pain was so bad. So that was absolutely miserable. Um, and through that rehab experience, um, that's kind of where I wanted to learn a little bit more about my body. I was getting curious about, you know, how can I prevent this in the future? Because with kneecap dislocations, especially, and I really, I think it applies to pretty much every dislocation. Um, if you do it once, you're way more likely to do it again. Yep. And I did not want to experience that again. Um, so I was, researching a lot. I was talking to my, my physical therapists and the doctors who helped me out, helped me rehab. And I was learning a little bit as I went. Um, and that's where, where it really started to click. Um, that's where I, I think I figured out I wanted to be a physical therapist, which um, that's really my ultimate career goal. Um, so yeah, long story short, uh, that's how I got into fitness really this time, not just, you know, pumping as much iron as I can. Yeah. And uh, going into college, um, when I started learning more through kinesiology classes and then getting my, my personal training certificate, that's where I really started applying those principles and noticing uh, pretty major results in terms of like body composition, my strength, my power, my endurance, stuff like that. Um, and then after that, let's see, that was that was my freshman year. Towards the end of my freshman year, um, I, I hit a little bit of a rough patch. Um, so it was my first year of college. I was still adjusting to that. Mm -hmm. Things weren't, weren't going the best for me, um, you know, mentally, physically. Um, and I, I, I flipped a switch in my brain. Um, a lot of things were happening, but I flipped a switch and I was like, okay, it's time to work on myself. I need to focus on myself. I need to you know, do things that I can't do because at that point, my self-confidence was at an all-time low. Mental health was not not doing so hot. So I, I decided to work on myself. And that's where I really started to hit the gym hard and apply the principles that I learned in personal training and kinesiology. And um, I started putting on some, some serious muscle mass, which I mean, I'm, I'm happy about. Um, I started training for my first half marathon um, and I just started focusing on self-improvement a lot, you know, yeah. meditation, focusing on prayer, stuff like that for my mental health. And I was seeing, you know, noticeable, noticeable gains in all of those areas. Um, so that, that was really the, the turning point in terms of my fitness journey. You know, I was just kind of 
going through the motions with it, not really knowing what I was doing. And then that, that switch flipped. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to set these, these serious goals for myself and I'm going to, I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to try to achieve those goals. And then, so long story longer, no, you're good, after, <laughs> after uh, training for my first half marathon, um, I was building up slowly, still learning as I was going um, because I hated endurance sports. I still <laughs> um, so I was, I you might be a little bit of a masochist, my guy. <laughs> you keep training for these endurance things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So half marathon training, it's going pretty well. I'm building up the mileage. I think the most I did at that point was nine or 10 miles and I'm on this long run. So it's like one long run per week was my, my work, my workout plan. And, uh, about six, seven miles in, um, I get these super sharp pain in my left foot running up this whole side of my leg. And I was like, Oh shoot, did I just fracture something? Like, did I, what, what did I do? I'm six miles away from my dorm right now. How am I going (laughs) to Luckily, I was close enough. I had my phone on me. I got one of those those uh, scooters, and I scootered back home. Um, and then I was like, okay, let me see if this heals on its own. So I was just resting for a couple of days. But even walking to class, every step was excruciating pain. And so I go to I, I go to the physical therapist because I know, you know, me wanting to do physical therapy, I was like, they'll fix me right up. I go there, I go to the PTs at, at Purdue, at the uh, co-rec there, and they're, they're great PTs, by the way. Shout out them all. If there's any Purdue students listening or watching um, and you have an injury, go there. They will fix you right up. Um, she's like, oh, you're, uh, you're a pre-PT student, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, what do you think you did? I was like, well, I'm thinking it's a fracture or something because you know every step, I, I, it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. She's checking me out. She's like, oh yeah, you know, it could be that. Um, but the swelling, you know, it's, it's not that significant and you can still walk on it. Like it's still weight bearing. It might hurt a lot, but it's still weight bearing. Um, so she's like, I think it, you might have some, some serious tendonitis um, mm-hmm. in the uh, perineal muscle, per- yeah. perineal, peritoneal, no, peritoneal is stomach, right? Perineal. Something like that. anatomy you know i should probably know this (laughs) anyway i never did very well with the forearm and and the lower leg man there's so many deep intricate muscles in there i'm sure it's perineal yeah (laughs) um the the muscles that run up the side of like your calf right and attach at your foot um so i had some serious tendonitis in there she gave me some exercises um i was you know very consistent with exercises rehabbed didn't run on it and it got better. Um, so, you know, thank God for that. Thank God for those PTs because without that, whew, I was in trouble because my foot was hurting. Um, and then I took a little bit of time off of running because, you know, I already hated running and it just caused <laughs> me this, this little hiccup in the road. So I took a little bit of time off running and just focused on lifting for a little bit. And then COVID hit and the gyms were closed. Yes. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to get some exercise in somewhere. So then back to the running game. And as I mentioned before, <laughs> first half marathon, first full marathon. And now I'm on the half Ironman training. So long story longest, that's my that's my training and my my fitness journey so far. So Very, very cool, man. Thank you for taking the time to share all that. And 
I'll start. You mentioned a lot of good points. I'm going to start with really happy. And it's terrific that, you know, coming from, you mentioned, you know, the mental health side of things, how you were in a certain place and now you're feeling better. That's awesome. You mentioned that shift or that change in your mindset. Can you pinpoint anything in particular as to how you were able to do that? Was it a particular thing or was it more so just a, I got to do it or what, what, what changed for you? Um, I've always been like a really driven person. Um, you know, even through all the ups and downs, I still try and find a way to, you know, find something to get me going. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> speaking of anatomy, I just almost failed an anatomy exam and I really wanted an A in that class because mm-hmm. going into physical therapy school, you know, that would look great. And physical therapy school is not easy to get into nope. right now. Um, so I needed to get like 94% of the remaining the remaining points in the class um to get an a in the class and so i was like oh boy you know i have to get pretty much a's on everything from this point out and it was about halfway through the the second semester so i was like okay i'm gonna write out this plan this study plan i'm gonna study for one to two hours a day i'm gonna do this after every class i'm going to set aside time during the weekends to review the material i was super focused on that um, so failing that exam was one thing. Um, this is kind of cheesy. I was going through a little bit of a breakup, you know, <laughs> they say, if you want to get jacked in the gym, you know, get somebody. Else, man. <laughs> um, so that was going on. And then, um, just adjusting to a new school, a bigger school, because I went to a high school with a graduating class of 44 kids. Wow. Yeah. And then and you then, went to a school that has 44 some thousand students. <laughs> so, you know, it was a huge adjustment for me. Yeah. You know, socially, I, I I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a pretty good, you know, social person, but I'm a I'm a very introverted person at the same time. Mm-hmm. So being at a big school like that was a huge adjustment for me. And, you know, finding a good group of friends was challenging. And I just my self-confidence was low. I was mm-hmm. feeling like a failure because of a lot of things going on at the time. And I was like, all right, I can sit here and I can wallow and self pity and be sad for myself, or I can make these changes in my life. And, you know, I can switch things around. So that's what I did. You know, that drive that I had, I I put that um, to work. I set plans for myself. I set goals for myself and I'm here today, you know, feeling the best I ever have in my life, super excited for what the future holds. And, you know, I'm thankful for everything that happened because it's shaped me to be the man that I am today. Yeah. And I like outlining that because you start with a few things, right? It shows that, you know, we all go through, you know, lows and highs, right? And your experience, right? Not to minimize it, but it's very universal, right? New college, new place, right? Lacking some self-confidence. And I also like to highlight it. I'm going to talk you up. So, you know, accept it. It's coming. Let it happen. I, I hate when people do that. But well, I'm doing it. So hate it all you want. So I, I, it's really good to highlight this too, because you, when I met you, when I know about you, you are a very driven, high-performing person. And it goes to show, like, people just say, like, oh, just cheer up. Oh, just this. Oh, just that. Like, I know a lot of high-performing people that have the same feelings you do. You look at them, like, they're incredibly studious. They overall get pretty good grades. 
They can do well socially. They are, you know, active in the gym, maybe not in the capacity we want to, right? Because we're somewhat perfectionist, but we're active in the gym. We, we take care of our body and people are like, everything's going well. What, what's going on? Why, why are you complaining? It's like, it happens to everyone just because you have some, some things in your life, maybe that appear good to other people doesn't mean you aren't working on other things in your life that you're struggling with. So that story I think is good to highlight because for those who are listening, it's a universal feeling, man. It's okay to have points in your life somewhat in like, you know, your, your late teens or early twenties, man, that's a big change in your life, man. You're going to college, you're on your own for your first time. Those feelings are normal, but what Jackson admitted was very important, right? Okay. I had a couple of things not go my way. The anatomy test, my girl breaking up with me, you know, or whoever it happened, whatever. And then like, I wasn't going the way I wanted to fitness wise. Right. So I was at a certain point. But I sat down, I made some action items, I prioritized some goals, had a conversation with myself, and I did the damn thing. I took some action, right? So if you're someone who's struggling, first off, definitely talk to someone. Like if you think you need to talk to someone, a lot of campuses and universities have free resources, definitely helpful. But it doesn't hurt to have a goal and to have some plans, right? Write down what you want, write down what's important to you, and then just go for it. Do the best you can and just chase the damn thing. Absolutely. And I I think my problem with dealing with those mental health issues, you know, I know that there are people who have severe mental health issues and there's people out there who have things going a lot worse than I had in my life. And so I felt bad for those people, you know, like I, I felt like my, my problems weren't as big as theirs. So I was upset with myself because I was, you know, I know what you mean self-pity you know what i mean and i was compartmentalizing all that i wasn't talking to other people i wasn't talking to professionals and all these resources that are available out there um and it over time it just got worse and another point to make about that you know that turning point that i talked about earlier was i actually had this this weird heart thing go on Hmm. um so second semester of my freshman year of college i would get these random like super fast flutters of my heart like even just laying down at bed completely and these super strong chest pains i was like okay that's not normal i know (laughs) i know what muscle soreness feels like yeah it's not that it's just in my left side right where my heart is i get sick to my stomach when my heart flutters real quick i was like all right mom (laughs) (laughs) i I need to go to the doctor this is something's not right and um i go there I get an EKG. They say, your heart looks perfectly fine. We can go with more extensive tests and whatnot, but it's going to be pretty expensive. I was like, well, I mean, if everything looks fine there, you know, why, why go any further? Mm-hmm. Doctors like, it's probably because you're going through a lot of stress or maybe you're, you're very anxious right now. And he's like, is there anything going on? I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a lot of things going yeah. on. Like, Yep. That's probably what it is. So, you know, listen to your body is something that I say a lot to my clients, um, usually in terms of training, but also in terms of what's going on, like the stress throughout your life. Yes. Um, because I actually did this project uh, my senior year in high school about how your body expresses, um, like mental emotions and, um, stress through like physical 
ailments. Yeah. So like my heart was expressing that stress, that anxiety that I had. Yes. It's a good thing I listened to it because, you know, if I would have just left it as is, you know, tried not to make any improvements or anything, you know, who knows what would have happened because, you know, the heart's not something to play with. No, no. I like to say mental health is physical health for that reason you just outlined right there, right? I know it's more nuanced than this. And I mentioned this, I think, with the podcast I did with Tess, because she actually is a um, device technician and works with the heart. Um, but as Jackson mentioned, a lot of times your psychological well-being and your mental state can have direct impacts on your physiology. And at the end of the day, your brain is an organ that has functions. It's complex, but it does have things that trickle down. So yeah, you know, taking care of how you manage stress can definitely go a long way. And then how each person's body handles stress is different. For some people, it might be heart rate. For other people, it might be fatigue and and lack of energy. It it could be different for different people. So if you're noticing those things, that might be an indicator, like Jackson mentioned, like, hey, go get it checked out or listen to your body, listen to your mind and and figure out what you can do to kind of calm those things down and get yourself back on track. For sure. Very cool, man. I'm glad we got, see, we're trying to normalize mental health here, man. I love that we got to talk about it. It wasn't even planned. I mean, I don't see why it's not normalized. You know what I mean? Damn straight, man. Damn straight. Awesome. All right. So going back to personal training a little bit. So you mentioned kind of how you got into, into fitness, got into Purdue. Let's talk about prep course a little bit, right? So what made you want to do, I know you want to go the physical therapy route, which is awesome, awesome profession. And I always tell physical therapists that it definitely helps to have that training background. It'll give you kind of, uh, you know, I think I would, I would wish it was required that physical therapists had their CPT, but oh. you know, it gives you, you know, a huge advantage. So what made you want to join the prep course and ultimately become a personal trainer? Well, the prep course, first of all, you know, it was a free course and as a college student, you know, anything free where whether it's free meals, free courses, anything like that, you have to take advantage of them. Yep. Okay. Universal rule. Um, but you know, second of all, I would always wanted to get into personal training a little bit because, um, I was like super into like leadership roles in high school. I was, you know, president of a few clubs and team captain of the basketball team, all that kind of stuff. And so I felt like I could use those skills that I learned there um, and personal training and help others out. And I've, you know, with that, I've always had this desire to help others. And I felt like I know a good deal about fitness at that point. Um, but that course, I mean, that just, that just opened up a lot of things. I learned so many basic exercise principles that I didn't even know about, um, and immediately applied them to my own training and saw results like that. I mean, it's, it seems so simple looking back at it, like the things that we learned just because, you know, I've, I've learned those things and I'm applying them now, but like without those things, I don't think I'd be here in terms of my, my physical health and my uh, training where it's at right now. So it, it was a great course, um, got cut a little short because of yes. good old COVID. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. But, you know, we made it we made it work and we had an uh, an amazing instructor i believe he goes by the name of uh damien and, oh yes uh, yes yes he's, he's <laughs> yeah. um, we were able to adjust on the fly and ultimately led me to getting my certification and um haven't looked back ever since so. that's right and then you were the the covid class where we had to do the last part do the the virtual zoom meetings with brendan and i to talk about your program design and everything 
Do you remember if you guys got to do any of the practical sessions, like training each other one-on-one, or did we skip over that part? I'm trying to remember. We were, I believe we were at the point, because I remember I was trying to get in my second shadowing session of one of the current, uh, current PTs, but yeah, I don't. It was like right around that time. Yeah, we had written out practice exercise programs. Okay. Um, for at least one of our our classes, but and I think we took them to the the co-rec once, but yeah. After that, it, it's all over. You know. Yep. I just remember sitting on my couch down home here in Florida, and I'm like, "Well, let's go over this program, I guess, in the middle of this pandemic, because we got to finish this class somehow." <laughs> See, I thought it'd be like a week long thing <laughs> i did too dude i'm like i'm never stopping home for a couple of weeks nope <laughs> fast forward spring break never ended uh, <laughs> oh man very cool dude so all right so you get the prep course and you got your certification you start working at purdue awesome working it with rec well um you kind of already sounded like you had the idea of being in uh, physical therapy long term so i was kind of already set in stone um do you plan on staying in indiana for uh for school or are you kind of looking at schools right now? What's kind of that process look like for you? So right now I'm kind of searching around in terms of PT schools. I think I'd like to get out of Indiana just because, you know, I've, I've been here my whole life. There's, there's more to I see. I saw you visit Florida, man. We got good exercise science schools down here, dude. Yeah, I did. I did. I love, love Florida. Love the weather <laughs> a lot better than. I'm going to get everyone down here eventually. Just watch one way or another. I already got Katie and Elias. I'll get more people down here. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking around everywhere right now. I'm, I'm still looking in Indiana. Um, there's just not a lot of, even for in-state schools, there's not a lot of options for PT schools. No, I mean, there isn't. I mean, I'm going to have to pay. A, it's going to be a hefty either way, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> might as well, you know, go out and explore while I'm at it. So, yep. yeah. Very cool, man. Is there anything in physical therapy that you hope to maybe specialize in, or maybe there's something like you want to, you, you're looking at like what you know in terms of like the culture or in terms of how physical therapy is done now that you want to change? Like, where do you see yourself making an impact in the physical therapy world? Absolutely. Well, I, I want to apply what I've done so far in personal training and I want to keep building on that um, because I, I really love personal training. I mean, it's just a great experience, you know, connecting with the clients, watching people improve themselves and build on their goals and stuff like that. So ultimately, I, I think that I'd like to specialize in sports specifically just because of my background. And I love working with athletes. Nice. Uh, and, you know, that that's sort of where I started my my journey towards physical therapy um, after my injury in sports and you know, hitting lows and getting back, going through physical therapy. Um, so, you know, it, it's there, it was therapeutic for me. And I want to be that therapist that, you know, an athlete or somebody can count on. Um, but with physical therapy, um, for pretty much every school, you have to get a certain number of observation hours mm -hmm. in a variety of different settings. So, you know, pediatrics, geriatrics, oncology, neuro, um, outpatient, inpatient, all that kind of stuff. And, I've been exploring through that. It's obviously been hard with COVID and getting into hospitals and whatnot, but um, I've really liked every setting that I've seen so far. There's not one that's been like, oh, I absolutely cannot do this. Like, right. I, I just generally enjoy the profession of physical therapy. Um, 
But to answer your question, where I see myself in the future is eventually, you know, owning my own practice that works specifically with athletes in both nice. sports performance and physical therapy, you know, I getting it. Yeah. Getting them rehabbed from that injury. And then, you know, even building farther off that with some sports performance work and, you know, maybe hiring some trainers on sports performance specialists. Yeah. So that's the dream right there. You know, own my own, my own place, work with some, some top tier athletes. So. Help them from the day they have surgery. And then you can help them to the day they walk on the field in the game day, man, to be dual threat. Exactly. That's so the you dream. plan on getting the CSCS, I'm guessing. Um, I, I haven't put a, a ton of thought into that, but I, I mean, it's definitely interesting to me. I consider myself, you know, a lifelong student, even though I'm only 20 years old, going on 21 soon. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn new things and improve myself and improve my knowledge about personal training, physical therapy, really anything that I'm interested in. So physical therapy for the CSCS and the CPT, that would be triple threat, man. That would be something to be old. <laughs> I've even been looking at programs with a, like a dual degree and with a PhD. So, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to learn anything and That's I'm right, willing man. to apply it to anything. So forever a student, as I like to say, Absolutely. I will be, I will be taking college courses to the day I die. So I'm always going to keep, keep on learning, man. Love it. Definitely. Very cool, man. So last kind of thing to kind of wrap up the personal training side of things uh, from your background specifically is I always like to ask personal trainers this because I always ask you guys when I first meet you and sometimes it changes over time, but it's always cool to hear different perspectives. So what would you say if you had to you know, put in a few sentences is your fitness philosophy? Fitness philosophy. Okay. Um, I would, I would go back to a principle that I live by that's, you know, it could be applied to anything, but I think it especially applies to fitness. It would be how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. So I like that. Yeah. If you're just going to go halfway on something, you know, that's going to carry over to whatever else you do in life. So like you got to give everything a hundred percent and applying that specifically to fitness, you know, even if you have a rough day, you're exhausted, um, but you know, you got to get, get a workout and stuff like that. If you just go through the motions, you know, you're, you're not going to get any reward out of that, but you never know, especially with endurance training. Um, what I've come to learn is that you never know when you're going to have like a good run or a good swim or a bad run or a bad swim. So like, right. if you're going to go halfway, you'll never know if it's going to be good or if it's just going to stay bad. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. I've, I've heard, the, a very similar quote. I, I don't remember exactly, so I won't butcher it. But yeah, it's like, you know, the way you treat people, the way that you work out, the way that you engage in business endeavors, right? Mm -hmm. Usually, and I, I can only speak anecdotally to this because I don't think there's a research paper on it, maybe. <laughs> but no, I've noticed that. Like, usually people like how you pour your energy in one thing, for most things, they have overlaps in other things with relationships and, and fitness and whatnot. So that's really cool. And I think that's also cool because yes, we all have our own temperament. Yes. People differ, you know, in different parts of their personality, Absolutely. but I think it's, it's cool. Cause it's like, Hey, if you can work on this one thing, your physical fitness, and also of course your mental fitness, they go hand in hand that can have positive impacts on everything in your life. It can make your relationships better because now before when you were tired and angry and you weren't as healthy, now you feel better. 
Now you start communicating with your partner. Like it just starts checking off boxes that you didn't even think were related because you start putting the effort and time and energy into everything in your life the same way. Absolutely. And it's like with any type of training, you know, if you train yourself to work hard in everything you do, eventually it's going to get easier. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're used to going 50% in everything or, you know, going through the motions throughout the day, if you try and give it a hundred percent the next day, right off the bat, you're going to be dog tired. You're going to yeah. be, you know, exhausted mentally, physically, everything. So like you, you've got to train yourself to improve in no matter what you do. It's not just going to be a flip of a switch. Like I, I mentioned my, my turning point, right. Right. But that, that took, what was that? It wasn't in one day. It just like, Oh, <laughs> magically. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I mean, you have to put work in no matter yes. what you do. And so I like to, my fitness philosophy, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. It can apply to everything in life. I like that, man. Very, very cool thing to live by. Definitely. I heard that uh, from my, one of my old basketball coaches, his name was Kyle. So shout out to Kyle. I, shout I, out to I, Kyle. Listening. I don't even know where he's at right now. <laughs> great guy, great guy, great coach. So Awesome, man. Shifting gears a little bit. We got to talk about your fitness company, man. So we got Jackson Ryan Fitness, right? So you started, did you start this? Was it during COVID that you started this? So I, I started a fitness page during COVID. Um, it was something that I had always kind of wanted to do, but, you know, I, I lacked that confidence to do it because I was scared of what other people would think. I was scared what my, my friends were going to think. They were going to make fun of me and stuff like that. Um, and looking back on that now, like with this, this newfound self-confidence that I have from the point where I was at, it's like, man, I was such a little wimp. Like <laughs> who cares what they think? You know what I mean? Yes. Like when you stop caring about what other people think, like you can really accomplish anything. And that's, that's what I've come to learn. And don't take that in like the wrong way. No, <laughs> I know exactly what you, you should have like a healthy, you know, caring of what people think. But, yes. Um, and there's a book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving, not a, giving a Fuck. That's a yeah. good book. That's a good book. I, I haven't read it yet. My, my girl has it. It's, it's on like my list of, of ones to read, but I've heard it's very it's good. good one. It's, it's not my favorite, you know, like self-help, self-improvement book, but it's, it's a good one. And uh, it, it kind of talks about those principles, like, you know, not caring about what others think um, right. in terms of like your image, because ultimately, you know, somebody at the gym is not going to care what you're doing for your workout. Like, despite what you think, like, if and you if think, they do, like, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, why, why are they? Why, they? <laughs> why? Why? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a waste of their energy and it's a waste of your energy to think that they will dwell on that moment for the rest of their life because they won't. They, maybe they'll, they'll see you, you know, doing a curl and they'll be like, oh, he's doing curls. And then you know what? They're going to focus right back on what they're doing. So yeah. like, don't care about what other people think. <laughs> and for some people, I will say like, I definitely try my best to live by that motto, but I've had the same thing. Like, oh God, I'm making this or I'm doing this creative right. thing. And like, what are my friends, my family and random people, what are they going to think? We all have that. I hear celebrities all the time, famous people, money oh. that they could burn and they still care about a blank avatar, right? There is that part of us that's always like, you know, we care to some extent, but what I always try and tell myself or my friends that may struggle with this is that 
you know, every now and again, there is going to be someone who does care what you say and they're just negative. No. We can't control people and we yeah. can't control the things that we do. Or excuse me, we can't control things that they do or the energy that they give to us. Absolutely. The only thing that we can control is as best as we can is control what we choose to put our energy into and make sure that our friend group and our social circle is supportive and constructive. Other people are going to come and go and just, you know, do your best to say, it's all right. What they're saying doesn't matter. Or like you said, 99.9% of people, they're really not saying anything about me and they don't care about me. So I'll just carry on with my day. Yeah. And if they are, you know, those are people that you don't want to be around anyways. Exactly. Well, cut off if if they're your friends and they're judging you for something simple or for expressing yourself or being confident in yourself those are not people you want to associate with. those are not friends no exactly and i'm not saying a friend who like tells you something like that may be difficult to talk about i'm saying yeah. someone who's just rude and inconsiderate and it's like why are you tearing me down when we're supposed to be friends like that's that, not right that took me so long to learn which is why i was you know, I waited so long to make that fitness page, but I'm so glad that I did um, because it, it's just connected me with so many people that I would have never met if I, you know, never started it. And um, yeah, I mean, ultimately that led to the creation of Jackson Ryan Fitness, the brand. So that's right. And I think that's kind of what you want to get into next. So Yeah. And I really like that because at the end of the day, you just, you know, my, my motto, my slogan, what I always say is do the damn thing. I'm not saying that it's easy. Absolutely. It's actually very difficult. I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to be wildly successful when you first start, but mm -hmm. all that you can really do that you can hope to be successful with is just saying, you know, fuck it. Maybe it's funny. Maybe it's a little silly. Maybe I'm a little insecure about it. Oh, well, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And you know, I promise you, you'll feel so much better. You will feel so relieved. And like Jackson said, you'll look back and like, what was I worried about? It's all good, man. And you know what? It, as long as it's not going to be like a reputation ruining thing. Yeah. That, you know, that, that, oh, what is it? Like hesitation to, to do something. Mm -hmm. um, it's natural, but you know what? Just go for it, you know? Just go for it, man. Just go for it. Just do it. <laughs> I can. So now, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just said Nike, just do it. Yeah, Nike, just do it, right? So now you got Jackson Ryan Fitness. So you made that page. Now you have the official Jackson Ryan Fitness. What exactly is your company? What is it? Like kind of what's it about? Kind of just explain to, to the audience what it is. Absolutely. So I started it as that Instagram page without really the intention of, you know, starting a brand off of it or starting, you know, working personal training, virtual personal training, anything like that just sort of posting workouts and helping people out, posting motivational stuff, posting fitness tips, all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't have a lot of experience in social media. Um, but then, so that was shortly before I got my personal training certification. Um, and it was as COVID was hitting. Um, so there wasn't a lot to do anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, the second I got my personal training certification, I was like, okay, I've built up a little bit of a following on social media and it's, you know, my follower count isn't anything amazing or anything, but, you know, I've built up a little bit of a following of these people who some of them are my friends, some of them I, I don't even know. I was like, let me test the waters a little bit. I've got this personal training certificate. 
it. I can't train anybody in person right now. Let's try a little bit of workout programming because at that point, that's really all I was used to anyways, uh, through like the prep course and stuff like that was just writing workout programs. So initially I just started writing for my friends and family, um, just to, to test out my personal training skills. And I was doing it for free. You know, it wasn't a business opportunity or anything. And I, I start getting feedback from that. And they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm feeling amazing. Like I'm noticing all these results. I'm noticing this, this, and this. I'm like, Oh, I might be onto something. I, I might be yeah. somewhat at this. So this is a great <laughs> feeling. And so, you know, as I'm going, I'm, I'm learning more about social media. I'm learning more about, you know, business opportunities. And I, I believe I started my website in um, January of, was it this year? Yeah, well, it had to be this year. Um, so, yeah, I started the website. And shortly before that, I started, you know, charging people for workout programs and whatnot. Um, I started the website and through that um, offered my, my personal training services. So offering written workout programs, um, you know, virtual coaching, hybrid plans, all that stuff. Um, and since then, kind of expanded a little bit. And, um, you know, with COVID, there was such a high demand for people exercising because they're just stuck at home. And so, you know, programming at home workouts and stuff um, was difficult for a lot of people. They didn't really know what to do without gym equipment. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that personal training instinct came in. Like, Oh, I've got plenty of exercise, plenty of workouts for you to do. Yeah. And, uh, I know the exercise principles and I can apply them to whatever you want to do. And uh, people were very happy with, what I was giving them. And so it's, it's just been, you know, slowly building up from there a little bit. Um, and then recently, you know, things are opening back up. So the demand for, for virtual personal training has kind of been going down. And so kind of expanded into, um, equipment selling on my website, which I saw that. Yeah. Um, which is a whole new ball game and I'm still learning about that. Um, but that has just been so much work. It took me about a month just to, you know, find decent suppliers, find good suppliers of fitness equipment and find people who are, are willing to ship it, you know, from their warehouses um, directly to the purchasers um, so that, you know, we can eliminate that middleman and I can connect people directly with those suppliers. So um, through that process, you know, I can provide affordable prices for fitness equipment, um, which I think some people have really benefited from so far. I mean, I've only, I've only, I only launched that about a week ago. So, um, but yeah, I was at Dick's Sporting Goods the other day, just browsing. I think I was looking for some piece of equipment. I think it was a bike helmet because I, I just got a road bike for my training. And uh, I was just walking through the equipment, just curious. And I see a resistance band for, uh, eleven dollars. I'm like, eleven dollars. Damn. Uh, I was like, I'm selling a full set of resistance bands plus a set of like mini bands. You know that you can yeah, yeah. put around your ankles, put around your your knees and whatnot for thirty nine ninety nine forty dollars. And they're selling one resistance band for eleven dollars. I'm like, I might be onto something here. Yeah, like we can provide these, these services and these these equipment for a lot cheaper than these big box retail stores. So yeah. I'm hoping to expand on that front in terms of the business a little bit, but um, 
it's it's been a lot of work. It's keeping yeah. me busy. Sure. I really like that you have. I checked out your website and I saw that you were selling equipment, and I I, I was like, this guy's onto something because if you have people that are so hesitant to go into gyms or they just want to work out from the convenience of their home, now that we have the virtual training option, you know, oftentimes it's like, what equipment do you have? Or like, okay, what money do you have to invest if you want to, or do you just want to do stuff from home, which either way is fine, but yours is a one-stop shop. Here's equipment. If you're going to train with me, I can give you recommendations of what to buy. And then I'm going to be training you. Like you have it all on one place. And like you said, it's competitive and affordable. Like, that's pretty cool, man, that you got that down. And and also to plug myself, I don't know when you'll be publishing this, but I'm having a little sale on the website. So there we check go. Out summer sale. There's some good sales on both fitness services and equipment. So check that out. Um, but yeah. Um, What's the website? JacksonRyanFitness.com. JacksonRyanFitness.com. Everyone, I'll be sure to put a link in the description for that as well to check it out. Yeah. So that's been a process. And then I have, you know, other plans for building the brand, I guess, as you could say. Yeah. Just because, you know, I have this really entrepreneurial mindset of, you know, trying to solve the problem um, with something that I know about, something that I know about pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, people give a bad connotation to the word entrepreneur because they, they think it's somebody who's just trying to like money grab you and, you know, yeah. I always think Edda and Eddie. Do you ever watch that cartoon? Yeah, of course. I always think that, but no, I, I get what you're saying. That's a negative connotation that comes with it, trying to scam you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like my connotation for entrepreneur is somebody trying to find a solution to a problem. And that's just how my mind works. Absolutely. That's exactly super, what an entrepreneur is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a super cerebral person. Like I, I think through everything that I do very meticulously. And I'm, I'm always trying to think of solutions or the next step whether it's in my life, whether it's with Jackson Ryan Fitness, um, whether it's with my schoolwork, I'm, I'm such a planner, I'm such a thinker. Like when I, when I noticed that, you know, people weren't interested in virtual training as much because gyms were opening. Um, but then I, I heard about, you know, there's shortages in at-home gym equipment. I was like, okay, let me, let me talk to some suppliers. Let me, let me start contacting people. Let me apply the things that I learned through my entrepreneurial classes. Yes. And, you know, let, let's see if we can solve this problem. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's very recent. I just started selling this equipment like a week ago. But um, so far, things have been going pretty well. So Awesome. And I don't know if I ever mentioned this on podcast, but I actually did minor in entrepreneurship. FAU has a really cool entrepreneurship program. I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately, because I learned right as I graduated that they had to be finished at the exact same time. I'd plan on doing the last course in the summer before I moved away, but I couldn't do that. So I was one credit shy or one class shy, but I got invaluable experience from that program. And you're absolutely right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Good entrepreneurs are successful. And I think this is good for anyone who wants to start a business, right? I'm not saying you can't start one and like have fun with it. Like, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors can be very fun and engaging and creative, but True entrepreneurship is finding a pain point. What isn't working? How can I solve this? And what strategies can I implement that's going to help with that problem? Because otherwise, if you're like, I'm just going to be a gym, I'm just going to be a personal trainer. What makes you different from everyone else? Are you working with a special population? Do you have a special 
modality of training that is going to be beneficial for your clientele. If you can't find a problem and differentiate and market yourself properly, you're not going to be successful. So having those attributes and using those skill sets, that's what it's going to take if you want to start a business or if you want to go into some you know creative endeavor like that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to kind of echo off of that, you know, nobody ever got successful trying to be average. You know, they're in terms of personal trainers, there are tens of thousands of them, if not hundreds of thousands of them in this yep. country alone. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to be average, you, you can't behave, you can't act, you can't work in the same manner as everybody else. You have to find different ends, different specialties that you can specialize in, you can work yourself in and make a name for yourself if you if you really want to be successful in that area. And that, that applies for everything, I think. So thousand percent then. Yeah. Very, very cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing where Jackson Ryan Fitness goes into the future. And I'll, again, I'll be sure to link that stuff down in the description below. So kind of branching off that, I really enjoy the content you make. My man's on the gram. He's on TikTok a little bit. He's oh. a, even in YouTube, he's doing some cool stuff. So can you kind of go over just like, I think this is, I think this is a cool thing to talk about, uh, like creative process. So like when you're making content, what's kind of like the thought process? Like, do you just kind of brainstorm ideas or does something just kind of click and you're like, Oh, I need to record this. What, what does the creative process look like for you? So in terms of creativity, that's an area that I'm lacking, right? Uh, I forget which sides of which in the, the brain, that sort of left brain, right brain theory. Um, but I am not on the creative side at all. Um, but when I do get an idea and it's very rare in terms of creative ideas, <laughs> I have to, you know, write it down, get it on paper or else it'll be gone in like five seconds. Yeah. So when I come up with stuff, usually it's, it's something I see some type of trend. Um, and then I just, I just go after it. Um, but I'll also kind of branch off of that a little bit and kind of try and make it my own a little bit so that it's, you know, not average. It doesn't just, fit in but I, I wouldn't consider myself a social media guru by any stretch <laughs> but that's just sort of you make good opinion. content man though it's organized it's clean it's very aesthetically pleasing you do good man i appreciate that because that. that is definitely not my forte <laughs> even i really like your logo too it's very very clean like what kind of gave you the inspiration for that thank you um <laughs> um this is gonna sound very uh unintelligent but so <laughs> The triangle in my logo, I used as a kid, I was obsessed with the Illuminati conspiracy theory. <laughs> and I think the inspiration came from the triangle shape. But, it, okay, it's it's not directly linked to the Illuminati or anything. Right, right, right. But, like, ever since then, I've just been obsessed with, like, triangles and stuff. Because I've just heard so many things about triangles, you know, being obsessed with that conspiracy theory, like, oh, it's the strongest shape and stuff like that. So, right, right. I don't know. And I, I just needed a, a good shape for my logo. And I was like, well, I don't yeah. need just like a circle or a square. Let's make it a triangle. There you go, man. Hey, so sometimes awesome. simple things. I mean, mine is just a, a square rotated 90 degrees or a diamond, whatever you want to well, call cool. it, right? I yeah. appreciate that, man. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I always ask people because I always am curious, like, you know, how'd you come up with that? And like, or where'd you think of that? I mean, like all the biggest brands in the world, right? McDonald's is just two golden arches. Nike's a swoosh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just the thing. But what matters is like the content behind 
the icon or the logo, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I tried a lot of different designs because I, like I mentioned before, I'm not a creative type of person and I was getting extremely frustrated with myself and I was just throwing things together online and they all look terrible to me because I'm a perfectionist. And, <laughs> you know, eventually that design comes along. I was like, okay, this is decent. I'll, I'll go with this one. And it, it's just stuck ever since. Um, there you go. And here's the thing, right? You can always update it. Exactly. You can always update it if you want to. I've given this story that I've had with my mentor before, Coach Lucas Woody, about I was this the shift method was actually a concept project I did for my graduation um, project or thesis. And I was, you know, working on the the logo and I'm like, colors and how does it look? Oh, yeah. He called me aside, he's like, Damien, can you tell me precisely exactly what the logo Burger King looks like right now? And I had like a general idea, but I'm like, I couldn't exactly say he's like, and he was listing a bunch of companies. So I'm like, I kind of know what it looks like, but I don't, he's like, that's because you don't care what it looks like. You know that Burger King sells burgers. McDonald's sells hamburgers. Walmart gives you supplies, right? He's like, the logo is the least important thing, but everyone knows about it. Everyone knows what Walmart is and what they stand for. He said, so just pick something and just run with it. And then once I did that and I had that like clarity and like that weight off my shoulders, like it doesn't have to be perfect. I made this very shortly after. And I was like, wow, I'm really, I like that. That looks clean. I'm proud of that. And then it just stuck. And then, yeah, maybe one day I'll change it. Maybe I'll have a cool, you know, inspiration or update and I'll, I'll go from there. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's the, that's the great thing about logos. You can change them whenever you want. You can so. change it whenever. But I like, I like outlining that too, like your creative process. So for you, like you mentioned, not being most creative, but you see something, you write it down, then you try some stuff out. I think that's cool for people to hear. Like, you know, oftentimes people are like, how'd you come up with that? Or, you know, when you were writing your logo, what were you thinking about? Or when you made that video, how did you like get to there? So I think it's good to hear. Um, one way I go about it, I'd like to say I'm, I like to say I'm decently creative. Um, I'm not artistic for sure. Like I can't draw, I can't, I have no musical talent whatsoever but I will say I can think about pretty creative ideas. So the way that I find myself being the most successful with like design and content is I do what Jackson does first. I write down everything in like a notepad on my phone, any idea that pops to my head. And then if I'm creating something, I will create a bunch of like random renderings of something. Yeah. And I tell, I give myself the permission to say, these are just rough drafts. You need to explore right now and just put pen to paper or whatever graphics you're doing and just let it flow. Yeah. And you'll, I'll get like, you know, 20 or 30 silly things or ideas, but then I'll, I'll do something. I'm like, Ooh, wait, that looks good. Or there's some, there's something there. And then I'll do it again. I'll take that piece that I like and I'll do the same thing. Crap, 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 crap. Oh, wait, that looks good. Yeah. Let me take that. And allowing myself to, for lack of a better term, like content vomit, like rough draft, yeah. I start eventually, it starts getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. But I have to allow myself to do that. I can't be, I want the rough draft to be the final draft. I always want it that way. And it's never that way. So if, allowing myself to do that has been really, really helpful for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. I've probably got like a thousand notes on my, <laughs> just random notes. Like yep. if somebody were to open up my phone and look at my notes, they'd be like, this dude is crazy. Like what is he even thinking? And I'll look back at my own notes and I'll be like, 
what was I thinking? This Bro, you ever go back and you thought you had like the best idea and you're like, what was that? What, what is chicken soup? What, what was I thinking? What, what does that mean? <laughs> I do that with content that I post. Like, um. like why, why did I post that? <laughs> you know, it's already there. So it's, yep. you know, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? You know, maybe somebody got something out of it that I exactly seen it. So who knows? Very, very cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for outlining like the creative process. Like I said, I think it's valuable for people to hear that. Kind of the last talking point about, uh, you know, Ryan Jackson or Jackson, Ryan fitness, excuse me. Some things that I know is, I know it's kind of like your personal fitness, but also some things that you post about a lot is fitness challenges. Oh yes. So kind of walk us through, uh, like, you know, what fitness challenges have you done and kind of why you like to do them or, or, or how you put them into your content. Okay. Um, well, when I see something online, when I'm scrolling, and I think it's cool, as we mentioned with, you know, content creation and all that, you know, I'll write it down, I'll get inspiration from it. And so when I see somebody doing a challenge, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I could probably do that. But, you know, I don't just keep scrolling at that point. If it's something that I legitimately <laughs> think that I can do, I, that's that driven part in me. I just go for it. So, yeah. like, right now I'm doing two challenges one that I, I created myself which is uh, this year 2021 i'm traveling 4116 miles um by biking running and swimming which kind of coincides with my you know triathlon training um which is the equivalent from traveling from my hometown of muncie indiana going all the way to paris france uh, yeah i got i got that idea randomly and that creative process there I, you I go got <laughs> I was at it and it's, it's been challenging. Um, so that's one of the challenges. And then the other one I'm doing is a, a fairly well-known challenge called the 75 hard challenge. Um, have you heard of that one before? I have not. Okay. Um, so it was created by the, uh, the first form supplement company's CEO. I forget his name. Um, but the challenge is 75 days. Um, you have to do two workouts per day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outdoor or outdoor related. Um, I like to count my swimming workouts, even though they're inside most of the time as an outdoor workout. <laughs> you know, weather in Indiana isn't yeah, that's rough. degrees in the morning. It's 60, 70 degrees. So the water's freezing cold outside. So I count those as my outdoor workout. So two 45-minute workouts, one's outdoors, a gallon of water a day. You have to stick with some type of diet um, for the whole 75 days. And when people hear diet, they think of something restrictive. It doesn't have to be restrictive at all. You can just set, you know, parameters for yourself um, for what you want to get in your nutrition is what I'm doing because I have to eat a ton of food to maintain my right. calories. Um, so yeah, so the workouts, hydration, uh, diets, and then you have to read 10 pages of some sort of nonfiction slash entrepreneurial slash self-help book per day. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, you have to take a progress picture every day. Um, okay. So they can track your progress. And I, I do that challenge through TikTok. I post every day on there. Um, at Jackson Run Fitness, I'll plug myself there. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the other challenge I'm doing. Um, and then this past spring, I did David Goggins' 4 by 4 by 48 challenge. That man is a nut. <laughs> He's my biggest inspiration. That's he is I'm, insane, that guy. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> I hate endurance training. But 
that challenge is uh, running four miles every 48 hours, or sorry, four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. So <laughs> at the end of it, you run 48 miles <laughs> within 48 hours. Good God. Yeah. So you start at, let's see, it was uh, Pacific time. I'm trying to convert the time in my head. I think I started at like 11 p.m. on a, a Friday night. That was my first run. Mm -hmm. and then it was 3 a.m. The next one was 7 a.m. And then 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m., 11 p.m. Do you take naps or eat during that time? Or how does that work? Yes. Um, there's no restrictions on anything you do between uh, workouts or runs. Um, but it's it was challenging. It was... I feel like it was more of like a mental toughness challenge than physical. Yeah. I mean, four but, miles does suck, but yeah, that definitely just sounds like a mentally grueling thing. Oh, it was, it was miserable. I mean, the first leg I ran, um, felt amazing, you know, four right. miles. I was post marathon training, you know, I'm in great. Endurance. You're good to go. <laughs> so I'm feeling great. Um, but then I, going to sleep after that i would like my body was not used to running that late i felt sick to my stomach like i couldn't fall asleep that first you know inter right inter block there i bet well i was up till 3 a.m had to go run the next block that one didn't feel terrible either but it was 3 a.m yeah <laughs> at that point i'd run eight miles so i got a little bit of sleep after we're gonna go ahead and clip that we had a little technical difficulties but jackson is back so Jackson was talking about uh, doing that four by four wonderful challenge. So I'll let him carry on with that. Yeah. So uh, four by four by 48 challenge, extremely difficult physically and mentally. Um, I think the, the hardest part for me was getting down food and getting decent amount of sleep. I mean, there's only so much sleep you can get, you know, running every four hours. So um, first, first night, um, ran at 11 p.m. and then could not sleep after that was having some some stomach issues and then 3 a.m second run got that in still feeling all right um at that point i was absolutely exhausted <laughs> um, but then got in a little bit of sleep and then from that point it was just little chunks of sleep and trying to put down as i don't want to say as much food as i can but you know as much food as I could, that wouldn't hurt my stomach. Right. Because, you know, my, my body was not used to running at those times a day mm -hmm. and neither was my stomach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was really rough, but really rewarding at the end because at the beginning of that challenge, I, I really honestly didn't think that I could do it. You know, I'm, I valued my sleep so much and yeah. it interrupted like that was the scariest part for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great feeling being done because at that point I just, I felt like I could do anything at that point, which it's an amazing feeling. There's it's something to be said for mental fortitude, man. Like yeah. I, I have it all the time. I I've heard, I think it's Joe Rogan calls it conquering your inner bitch. It's like, you know, you get those, <laughs> those voices you start to rationalize right you start every to run, hear every run i have I, all those voices are screaming in my ears it's like hey every man run. like you know mom's making chicken parm tonight uh, you're a little tired like come on just just 
do do four miles today, not six. Just just do a couple miles. You don't got to do it. Just and then walk. You, just walk it, man. Just, just let's do an interval jog today. You know, just yeah. make it a thirty minute workout instead of a sixty today. You're supposed to do a full body. Let's just do arms and core, man. Come on, you, you, you don't do the plan, right? You start rationalizing and you start listening. And before you know it, you're like, oh my God, it's happening. Sometimes that sometimes you do have to listen to yourself for sure. But this is that's a different voice. That's a different voice. This is the voice of I don't want to work as hard, even though I have the capacity to today. Yeah. Right. You got to shut that voice up sometimes, man. And it it, it takes a little bit of self-awareness kind of drawing the line between those two voices. Yes, it does. I've I've you can go the other way too far. I've learned that, um, especially through this endurance training, um, because at first I was like, oh, I'm getting so tired so easily. What, what's going on? And then, like, as I get into it, I'm like, I wasn't tired. I, I was just myself, yeah. you know? But as you said, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, being tired and, you know, needing rest yes. and quitting on yourself. Yes. And eventually, you know, as you continue your training, those that, that line's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's going to be way more noticeable. So that that's definitely taken some uh, adjusting for me yeah. as I began endurance training. And that's why those fitness challenges, like you know, not all of them, definitely not for like someone who's brand new to fitness. And sometimes, like programming wise, they don't always make the most sense. But there is something to be said for like when you finished, yeah. how accomplished it makes you feel. And how that mental fortitude carries into the rest of your training. You're like, I looking back after that, you're like, man, if I got through that, this five, six mile, you know, recovery run is, is what nothing. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I ran 48 miles in 48 hours. Like I, I can run this five mile run like that. That's nothing right now. I got a full cover after that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with that, it's like, you know, you can't, Oh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> it's all good. I'll, I'll pick up on that one with the fitness. So you do these challenges while you're thinking about it. with these fitness challenges. I know you kind of post about them and how they're going. So people can of course join along if they want to. Do you, is this something that you offer as like a program on your website or that people can train along with, or is it more so just follow along if you want to? So right now I've with the recent update on my website, when I added, you know, selling equipment on the website, I added a few more features on there. Um, some pre-designed workout programs just for somebody looking for a general program structure to follow um, mm-hmm. that's on there. Also, if they don't want to, you know, pay as much for personal personal training, um, it kind of gives you a workout plan and guide to follow if your goal is general fitness. Um, so I, I published those on there. Um, and I also published workout challenges or a workout challenges page. Nice. Uh, and that page right now just contains one challenge, but I'm going to keep adding to it. And those are challenges that I have created. So I've, one thing that I've been thinking about is either making a blog post or adding to that challenges pages page of, you know, adding those extra workout challenges. So like, if you don't have a goal for yourself, you can be like, Oh, well, I want to be able to accomplish this because this challenge sounds super hardcore and I want to be hardcore. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. So yeah, another thing that makes the 
you know, the page a little unique that makes Jackson Ryan Fitness a little unique. We got some unique fitness challenges coming your way that can give you a little guidance towards yes. some we'll goals. <laughs> love it, man. Love it. Last kind of thing I want to touch on is volunteerism. So I apologize for not remembering exactly the ones you've done, but one thing I thought that was really cool when you first launched your company and were kind of getting into social media is you're always doing something it looked like you were doing a donation or you're like, you're trying to help out with this charity, man. And I always find that's really awesome. Giving back to people who are doing what you can to help. So can you kind of just talk about like the volunteerism that you've, you've done in the past that you're currently doing and like why it's important to you? Yeah. Um, well, First of all, that's super important to me. Um, my parents raised me to, you know, treat others how you want them to be treated and follow that golden rule. And, you know, if if I was in a position where I wasn't doing so well or struggling, you know, I would want somebody to help me out. Um, so it, it's not some sort of like put me on a pedestal type thing. You know, I, I generally want to help people out. Um, so since I am so busy with, you know, classes, trying to build this business up, working, all those things. I can't really give my time as much as I'd like to, to, you know, volunteer activities. I still try and do that pretty frequently. Um, but since I can't give that time, I like to sort of incorporate that into both my business and the challenges that I do. So with the four by four by 48 challenge, um, David Goggins recommends, you know, posting about it and doing it for a cause. Cause you know, I don't know why he does it that way, but um, it, you know, it helps out these amazing charities and hundreds of people do the challenge. So we're yeah. raising great money. And um, I think we raised, I don't remember what the final number was, but I remember towards the end of while I was doing the challenge, we had raised, raised like $1,400 for Habitat for Humanity. Dude, that's um, awesome. In Muncie, Indiana. And I, I wanted to get $100,000 because that was that was enough to build a house at the time. That's still uh, something. But, you know, my following isn't giant or anything. But I, I mean, I try to tie that in and every, every purchase that is made on jacksonrinefitness.com, you know, uh, 15% of the profits are donated to charity. And typically the way I do that is I'll pick a random charity. I'll research the charity. And if it's a cause that I support, that's where I'll donate the money to, um, every month. So, um, some charities that we've helped, um, were, or I don't want to say helped, but, you know, donated to, or UNICEF Habitat for Humanity. Um, oh, geez. One that I did a few months ago was, forget the name of it. It was like coalition of homelessness. I'm butchering the name, but, you know, just trying to contribute way I can ways that I can, because I know that I don't have all the time in the world, so I, I can't give my time. So yeah, it's, it's just been super important to me to try and give back, but I, you know, I hate, hate saying that cause I don't want to put myself on a pedestal or anything like that. You know, I, I just think it's super important to, do that. No, absolutely. If, if we all helped out each other just a little bit more, you know, the world would be a much better place, man. So people appreciate all that you do. And that's awesome that, you know, whether it's just your business or you're doing a separate charity, like you're helping out some people. So props to you, man. Keep okay. doing that awesome work, dude. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Going to keep trying to do that. That's right.
I think that's a good place to end my man. I really appreciate you coming on here. Give those people's, uh, give the people those plugs again. So that way they know where to find you and, and what kind of content you're offering them. Okay. So my website, as I mentioned, is jacksonryanfitness.com. And on there, that's where we provide virtual personal training services, pre-written exercise programs, workout challenges, as we talked about. I've got a little blog on there. I'm trying to post a little bit more on that. Um, and then selling the equipment as well. Um, most of it's at like at home gym equipment and other pieces of equipment that are portable. Um, so not super large, um, squat racks or anything like that. Um, so that's my website, jacksonrightfitness.com. And then all of my socials are just Jackson Ryan fitness. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and then YouTube Jackson Ryan fitness. So very yeah. cool, man. Yeah. People definitely make sure you check them out again, really good causes really good services, right? Your money goes not only investing in your health, but also some of those donations going to other people. Really smart guy, really good, you know, background in programming and willing to work with you. So definitely, definitely worth checking out. Hey, I got some really cool announcements for the shift method. As always, you know, if you're in the South Florida area, love to work with you. Just let me know. You can fill out a form by clicking any of the take action buttons on my website, theshiftmethod.org. In terms of training, I'm now training out of Johnny O's gymnasium in Boca Raton. So if you want to, I can still train at your location, whether it's agreed upon at your uh, place of residence or at a local park, but know that I do have access now to a facility where we can train. Of course, keeping up with the content, YouTube, right? The Shift Method podcast, as well as Spotify. We're also on Google Podcasts now and very soon gonna be on Apple Podcasts now that I'm partnered with Anchor. Um, of course, following on TikTok and Instagram, at the underscore shift underscore methods that way y'all can get some fun and engaging content and a big big announcement the shift method store is now going to be released this podcast is probably going to go out on monday or tuesday which i believe is july 19th or 20th uh the store will be live then right so traditionally i only sold these shirts and a mask we're going to have shirts hoodies pants shorts hats stickers, water bottles, you name it, we probably got it. Put a lot of cool concepts out there that I think y'all are going to be uh, really excited to see. So to check out that store, you'll just head to my website, theshiftmethod.org. You'll see a little store icon, and all you have to do is pick what you want, put it in your cart, and you'll be good to go. Appreciate any support that I can get there. Again, that's theshiftmethod.org. Jackson, appreciate you again coming on, man. Hope y'all enjoy the rest of your night and we'll be in touch, brother. All right. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Later, everyone.